This is a conversation with Banshi Yimmer. She's the founder of a group called Anya Lenya Besedet. They are a non-religious, non-political, community-based feminist activist uh, group working on migrant domestic workers' issues and general women's issues in Lebanon and Ethiopia. They seek to support women already working in Lebanon and are raising awareness in Ethiopia to stop women from going to Lebanon. The reason for that is the subject of our conversation today. It is called the kafala system. Kafala means sponsorship in Arabic. And as it sounds, what it essentially entails is that migrant domestic workers who go to Lebanon, their legal status is completely tied to the whims of their sponsors or kafil. The details are even more horrifying than this. And this comes at an especially uh, troublesome time because Lebanon has obviously been going through an economic crisis for the past several months. But in addition to that, we now have a coronavirus uh, pandemic to deal with. And if you're a migrant domestic worker in Lebanon, your legal status depends on the good faith of uh, your employer. Now, needless to say, this actually translates itself into disaster. And Banshee actually speaks to us about this as well. So I hope you find this conversation interesting. And I urge you to please go through it, despite the fact that it is very difficult. Those of you who may have um, triggers, I urge you to uh, be careful. But it's an important conversation to have. It's an important topic to approach. And it's one that's not being talked about as much. Thank you for your time. Okay, so if we can please start with you introducing yourself and your organization. Okay, my name is Banchi uh, Yimer. Uh, I'm Ethiopian uh, citizen and I used to work in Lebanon the past seven years as a domestic worker. And also, um, I am a victim of Kafala system and I am a founder uh, of Inyalinya Arbasidet organization. Inyalinya Arbasidet is a based uh, Lebanon organization and uh, we uh, created in 2017. And at that time, I used to be, uh, I, I went to uh, attend. Uh, English class in uh, anti-racism movement. It's we call it. Uh, it's MCC, but uh, Immigrant Community Center, but it's uh, operate under uh, ARM, mm-hmm. um, anti-racism movement. So I went there to attend English class. Um, so and there there were like a lot of Ethiopian, and I met, and there there's a lot of opportunity I saw, and uh, always I just wanted to. Uh, serve my country, help my people, and something uh, good for my people. Mm-hmm. And I saw an opportunity, and I want to create a Nyalinya, and it's there, uh, it's created a Nyalinya Uh Why we, I want to create it is um, there is a lot of group in, in, in Lebanon, Ethiopian uh, groups, but created by uh, man, some of them are led by man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted, it's, it's really, I saw the difference between um, uh, men and uh, created by man. So they do different kind of jobs. Some of them they are doing a business, some of them, uh, you know, working in a factory and in, in, in other field, but they speak for us. And to be honest, I didn't like that because mm-hmm. Um, it's like 
it's our problem, it's our experience. We're really grateful they help, we're really grateful. Uh, we appreciate what they are doing for us, but we should speak for ourselves. But this is our fight and we should be able to fight. And so that's why uh, I needed to create a woman uh, organization run by domestic workers and leads by domestic workers. And we need to uh, speak for ourselves. So, and also, um, there is uh, many groups that work on like uh, doing the same things, helping. Mm -hmm. And I said, we need to uh, find a long-term uh, solution for our problem. Today, you help 100 people, tomorrow will come 1,000 people uh, for help. So I say, like, we need to find a solution. We need to uh, sit and talk about what's the problem and what can it be done for long solution, uh, long-term uh, solution. That's uh, the, the second uh, purpose. And the third, most of us, we been suffered and we don't want anyone to suffer like we did. And we don't want uh, them to experience what we uh, experience. Uh, that's why uh, this is the few reason uh, I created Nyalenya. And also, um, there is a huge gap uh, between Ethiopian domestic worker and other nationality. We have this uh, tradition, cultures, we're not uh, like the, the other uh, domestic worker to speak freely, uh, to talk about our body part, to talk about uh, any issue related to uh, our health. And uh, we have a cultural taboo. So, we, I wanted to uh, create uh, education and workshops and training uh, only for Ethiopian by our language. Mm -hmm. So this is the reason, couple, this is uh, the few reasons uh, why I created Inyalinyava uh, Sede. That's amazing. So I came across your work after reading your article on thepublicsource.org, which is a, for those who don't know, it's a Beirut-based independent media organization. Uh, your piece was entitled The Lebanese Revolution, A New Chapter of Kafala Misery. So mm -hmm. can you tell us a bit why you felt that this was important to write about? Like what is the piece what is the piece about and how is it linked how is the Kafala system linked to the Lebanese Revolution? Um as uh, uh we do many things like uh, I don't know sure what we do. We do uh, like uh, we work on education, mm -hmm. uh, we work on training the skills, and also we uh, work on awareness and campaign. We do a lot of things. And one of our uh, uh, job is uh, taking cases. So when we take cases, it's uh, things we saw things that are, are out of control uh, because. Um, and before the revolution, uh, we used to take per day like five to seven cases, but now uh, it's, it's grown like between seven to 15 cases and sometimes more. And uh, most of the cases it's related to a financial crisis and, and the, the Lebanese revolution. But before the, the, the revolution, and as you know, the kafala system, there is no accountability. There is no uh, people don't pay and or the date rates it's uh, two two times per week and a lot of women have uh, been enslaved and this abuse it's uh, there is exist before even the uh, revolution mm -hmm. but after the revolution it it, it gets worse uh, it's like um, it's become like our cases between uh, more than uh, five to seven. And some employer used the air revolution uh, as excuse not to pay their salary. 
and uh, the women have been sold on uh, online as with the furniture, with the uh, you know all the stuffs. Like, can you buy uh, like uh, my domestic worker, and I cannot afford uh, to do her papers. Anyone is interested to buy her. This is really um, a shame, and uh, also uh, the agency are uh, taking um, this revolution as opportunity to sell Ethiopian uh, domestic worker place to place uh, uh, without paper, without doing the paper and making them work for free and taking their money. Also the sexual abuse, the physical, the physical abuse and also uh, it, it, it gets uh, worse, things it's become out of control. And that's why uh, I just, uh, when they ask me, is anyone is interested to do this uh, article? And I take the opportunity and, and I'm glad. And I really want to thank them. And that's why I write it. And it's, it's, it's what can I say? We're really desperate. I mean, uh, as you know, uh, a few embassies uh, are like Filipino and other embassies, they are paying and evacuating their citizen. And our embassy are like asking $550 per person. And imagine if you have kids, you have to pay the tickets and how we can't afford. The woman, uh, like the woman even living inside the house are like, they can't even barely afford for foods. And they are asking $550 to go home. And a lot of women come and, you know, it's like they say, we can't even afford to eat and we cannot pay for the ticket. What shall we do? And this is, they are desperate. Like people should understand those women uh, coming uh, when we travel to Lebanon. It's like, because we need the money, we need the job. And some of them are mother, some of them, they left old, uh, the elders to taking care of. Some of them, they have emergency medical bills. That cannot be wait. And I wish the Lebanese people understand that. And that's why I want to write the, 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 this that article. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I was desperate and any Alenia members desperate and a lot of domestic workers were desperate. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's very that's very clear from the article. And I would obviously link the piece um, in the in the description as well for people to read it. And I urge them to do so. So like at the center of uh, this whole problem, or at least a big part of it is what is called the kafala system. I would assume that most people may have some idea of what it is. But can you please tell us or tell the audience anyway, uh, your experience with this uh, system, how do you see it working or not working, obviously, and why it needs to be changed or even abolished? Uh, well, um, many people speak about a kafala system, but me, as my experience, is kafala system uh, is a modern-day slavery. Mm -hmm. And I feel like uh, going to a prison without committing any crime for two years and five years or ten years, it's like um, they put like you cannot change your house without your uh, sponsor uh, permission. You cannot leave the country. You cannot uh, leave uh, change your uh, sponsor. But uh, they put the system so they can legalize the um, slavery. Uh, so the Lebanese people can feel com comfortable to do whatever they are doing. Mm -hmm. At the same time, there is no uh, accountability or there is no law or there is no system uh, can protect us from uh, whenever abuse happens. 
uh, as you know, as, um, two domestic workers uh, per week uh, are uh, dying, but sometimes it's more. If I, um, in the uh, month of April 2019, in between 10 days, there were like 10 domestic, I mean, five domestic workers uh, are died in different circumstances. So um, it's still no investigation, still uh, no accountability. And uh, for us, uh, I can say um, it's clear uh, like slavery. Mm-hmm. And modern day slavery is really shame uh, this exists in 2000 uh, until 2020. This kind of uh, systems exist in, in Lebanon and in any other also uh, uh, few countries whose uh, legalized uh, slavery. And uh, as a country, um, I mean, I worked seven years in Lebanon. I changed several sponsors. I've been sleep in the balcony, outside of the balcony, and I was starved uh, like one year and two months. And I work around six months for free. And my agency were giving me uh, for his uh, family members and his uh, daughter, uh, fiance, his uh, son, uh, 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 fiance for free to work. So I work and I don't get paid nothing. I come back with nothing. And my experience also is really hard. And this is, uh, I I cannot say like I face a big uh, abuse like other domestic worker, but I, you know, I can't imagine the woman who's been uh, physically abused or sexually abused how they can, uh, you know, uh, move on with their life. Because if I tell you now, I am not in Lebanon, but still, uh, because of what I face, I've been faced a lot of, uh, many times of, uh, sexually harassed and touched and also verbally abused. And from that, I can't even sleep straight to five hours. I will wake up in this five hours, I'll wake up maybe five times sometimes eight times uh i'll wake up and i couldn't sleep and and i couldn't i couldn't even sleep uh without the door uh locked and without the lights off and it's really hard to move on even after you left your your job and after uh, you left uh, the uh, lebanon and I can imagine the woman who uh, faced big uh, abuse or uh, sexual abuse, how can they move on with their life? And it's, it's affecting us. It's not a while when we work, even after we left in the country, it's really hard to start over. And uh, still there is a lot of uh, suicide and women are jumping from the balcony because the door is locked and there is no way out. And many women are deported without getting paid, like we receive case between two years to 10 years and unpaid salary in deportation. And a woman who's been raped and deported and even pregnant and deported. So far, there is no, uh, no one take responsibility for what they've done. No one hold accountable. Even uh, I read the Amnesty International report, no one uh, has been held accountable for uh, what they did. Even clearly, uh, you know, people send with the wheelchairs and even with mental abuse and no one hold accountable. Uh, so I can, all I can say is really, really bad. It's affecting our life, taking people's life. 
and should be ab abolished and also it's ruining Lebanese reputation I, I sometimes I don't know I've, I've um, participated in some of the classes at the MCC some some years ago the stories that I heard are stories that were not even necessarily new because you hear about them I grew up in Lebanon I left a few years ago but I grew up in Lebanon I I feel uh, I'm especially convinced of it now that most of us are basically c complicit in it just by not talking about it just by not calling for its abolition uh, and so on I grew up in a household in Lebanon uh, with one migrant domestic after the other it was just seen as something that is normal and but the problem obviously as as uh, your your story is uh, make, makes it very clear is that b beneath this uh, quote unquote normality you, you are h hundreds if not thousands of horror stories what are some of these things and maybe maybe you would be repeating yourself here so as you wish uh, like you can answer this as you feel most comfortable but like what are some things that are taken for granted by the Lebanese uh, and if you had a wider platform, hopefully Enyelenya continues to grow and more and more people, maybe after listening to this, maybe after reading your piece and wh whatever you do next, maybe it becomes a bit more of something to talk about. But if you had a wider platform, uh, what uh, would you want to show to make uh, the Lebanese uh, understand what uh, an estimated between 250,000 and many more, some, esti some estimate in Lebanon, migrant domestic workers actually go through in the country? I mean, uh, they've been taking it uh, as a granted, like, um, mm. it's, it's, not, it's not, we can't say it's uh, cheap labor, we, I can say it's a free labor. Yeah. Because we're working uh, uh, seven days a week, and like between 14 to 16 hours, not just one place, place to place. And it's like $150, uh, it's our salary in between $150 to $500. And this is, it's a cheap, it's a free labor. I cannot say cheap, it's, it's less than even cheap. Mm -hmm. So they are taking it as a granite because um, if, I mean, nowhere else exists this kind of uh, salary. And uh, this is, they are taking it a granite and they are not even uh, paying. I just want to tell them uh, about my story, how, like, after I left Lebanon, I cannot sleep for uh, three to five hours without uh, waking up, and I cannot sleep uh, the, without locking the door, or uh, I cannot turn off the lights. This much affects my life, and uh, I just want them to know, like, how can affect the people who's tried to commit suicide, or who's been raped, who's been... Um, mentally uh, abused and physically abused how uh, could be their life it's not just this is not just our responsibility to, to change the kafala system it's also the Lebanese responsibility uh, it's, it's also it's ruining the country image and reputation sorry just a second take your time take your time uh, I'm saying is like um, see yourself in our shoes uh, can you work uh, in your workplace between Monday to uh, Sunday and uh, Monday to Saturday in the same office? Also, can you take day off and Sunday in the same office? And also, can you work between uh, 4 to 16 hours? Is it okay not to get paid? Mm -hmm. And can you live without speaking your neighbor? Can you uh, live without phone? Can you live without knowing what's going on in outside the world. 
and that's uh, the message I, I want to send. That's what uh, one, uh, I want to ask, and I want them to see themselves in our shoes. So normalize it, like uh, the Lebanese people. Uh, they are uh, normalizing. Uh, what's uh, the normalizing? Uh, you ask. Mm -hmm. uh, normally, they normalized um, paying us for one hours and making us uh, working in different uh, house and and their business place and their family uh, house and this is it's become uh, just normal to a uh, Lebanese uh, employer and also not having uh, uh, not giving a phone and exclude us from uh, social life and um, also uh, having a privacy like we never have rooms I used to sleep as I mentioned and uh, outside uh, the house there is a closed balcony I used to sleep in on the floor and it's, it's a, when it comes to a winter and uh, the water is getting and I have to get up and sit on the couch and until uh, the, the floor is dry in the summer I don't even have any uh, AC to make me cold this is it's become normalized anyone who bring domestic worker uh, she will sleep outside the balcony or in a living room, the middle of they are watching TV or smoking argali, or in the kitchen. So anytime whenever they want coffee or they want to uh, eat, so they have to walk all over the place. And this is it's become uh, normal. And, and uh, when we uh, face abuse and run away, they're just... Uh, you know, accusing us, stealing gold, stealing money, and no one is investigating, uh, you know, many women are this time, especially are in the prison and by even some of them, they didn't even get paid. Some of them have been raped. Some of them are uh, abused, but they accusing us uh, stealing something and no one hold them accountable when they find it, it's, it's false. And also it's, it's become normal and uh, looking at us in the house and taking our passport those things it's, it's normal if you tell to if you ask anybody it's 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 kind of normal don't give her a phone or don't give her her passport and the letter to off a day off this is it's become normal in lebanon if you like this episode i need your support for as little as one dollar a month you can help me do this project for years to come please go to patreon.com slash fire these times that's patreon.com slash fire these times or buymeacoffee.com slash joeyayoub. That's buymeacoffee.com slash joeyayoub. If you're unable to donate, you can still support this project by sharing and leaving a review. If you have episode suggestions and topics you'd like me to discuss, you can head over to Twitter at FireThesetimes or Instagram at TheFireThesetimes and drop me a message. You can also contact me via email on the website's contact page. I really wouldn't be able to do this without you. Yeah, and I can... <laughs> testify to having uh, grew up listening to this uh, a lot. I've heard neighbors say it. I've heard uh, some family members say it. It's just become something that, as you say, has become uh, normal. It shouldn't, obviously, but can you talk a bit about the reasons why many Ethiopians still try to come um, and work in Lebanon? Like how some of the living conditions in uh, the, the areas of Ethiopia where they come from, especially the rural areas, maybe uh, just because uh, the reason I'm asking this question is just because even in the many articles that I read um, about the whether it's about the kafala system or something else, 
there isn't always uh, any background. And so it feels that if someone doesn't know much about what's happening, that it's it would be easier for them to either dismiss it or kind of like not think about it uh, as much. Uh, so yeah, so that would be my questions. Like what are some of the living conditions back home, back in the areas of Ethiopia that come from, especially the rural areas? Uh, what are some things that you can tell us basically? Uh, well, uh, the living costs uh, are very high in Ethiopia, and that's one of the problem. And, and no job, uh, no jobs because and, and the other things is um, uh, escaping early marriage. It's, it's a, 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 like sorry, many people they have their own uh, different reason to come to uh, to travel mm -hmm. to the Middle East. But few of them are, uh, the living costs are very expensive. There is uh, poverty and no job. And they are seeing like uh, they, a family member or their brother or their uh, big sister um, graduate from university or college, not having a job or they live in the same life where uh, their parents uh, used to live. And they uh, feel hopeless and they feel, even if I go to school, what? what kind of change I can make, uh, I will make, or even if I graduate from university, no job for me. So this is uh, one of the reasons. And the other reason is seeing a few uh, success, uh, um, successful women, let's say one woman, if she build a house or uh, have uh, maybe car or any different things. So when they see this, so they want to take a chance and, and they want to travel and have the same things she have. And also the recruitment agencies, they are like promising uh, something never exists. Let's say uh, when uh, first um, I ask what's the situation in Lebanon, they promise to meet the Christian country, you will have a phone and you will have uh, every Sunday uh, day off. And uh, I used to speak English from the beginning, so your salary will be 250. So when I get back, when I reach in Lebanon, what was uh, waited for me is $150 salary, no day off, no cell phone, and I was a slave and then I was really shocked. So imagine what they promise and then my expectation and uh, the reality. And they brainwashed uh, the people from uh, remote areas, village, they don't have any uh, information, they are not uh, aware of what's going on in Lebanon. Mm. So I think those are uh, the main reason they are still coming. And the other reason is uh, the Ethiopian government uh, banned since 2008, mm -hmm. but they make the rules, but uh, they didn't implant it uh, as um, they should. Uh, they are not uh, controlling, they are not enforcing uh, the law uh, to, for uh, the trafficker because they shut down all the office, the people who work and, uh, to, uh, to send to Lebanon. But what they didn't do is they didn't, um, uh, what, how can I explain it? They never arrested. Like uh, time to time, as in Nyalenya, whenever we get case, a uh, woman who's been uh, sexual abused or woman uh, who has been died, we communicate uh, with our uh, people in back in Ethiopia, the member in Nyalenya in Ethiopia. So we uh, uh, advise the family to put a complaint against the trafficker, but uh, they bail out. 
So, uh, so in this time period, they uh, sit where they used to be or run out of the country, continue their job. Uh, so they will uh, traffic to more and more people. And the government not holding accountable uh, the traffickers, not taking serious measure. And also, um, they say it's banned, but the Ethiopian Airlines, clearly they were uh, flying from uh, Addis Ababa to uh, Beirut. Um, sometimes twice a day, sometimes one times a day, uh, full of domestic workers. So those are the main problem why still they are coming. So one additional um, situation that has developed in the in the past few weeks, obviously, is the coronavirus epidemic. And so in Lebanon, since October, we've had, I mean, before October, but especially since October, more or less, we've had this economic crisis. And in addition, now there's obviously the coronavirus crisis. And, you know, while this affects uh, everyone, I'm sure that it, it does affect migrant domestic workers and migrant workers in an especially harsh way. Uh, one thing that I think many people may not think about as much is the devalue how much the devaluation of the currency, the Lebanese lira, how much that affects uh, those who are paid in Lebanese lira. So if you're already barely paid in Lebanese lira and then you have to convert it to dollars to send it back to Ethiopia, for example, then that has obviously been cut down significantly. Uh, and as you said, there are, there are uh, households, kafils, that uh, are using the excuse of the economic crisis to pay even less or even refuse to pay completely. So what can you tell us a bit about, you did speak a bit about the, the economic crisis and the excuses uh, used by these kafils, obviously, but when it comes to the coronavirus, for example, what are some of the things that are not being talked about as much? Well, uh, as you know, uh, the past six uh, months, uh, because of the revolution, uh, thousands of domestic workers lost their job. Mm -hmm. and their home some of them they get paid half some of them they get paid less and uh, th there are two kind of uh, domestic worker some are freelance and uh, the one are in the contract so the contracts uh, inside the house uh, so far if they have any problem i'm sure like they will go and check because uh, the sponsor really scared for themselves and um they are uh, they have insurance the one they have insurance also they, they can go and uh, i don't think they will have a problem uh, besides having uh, everybody's lockdown and having more work more stress and more problem but still they face uh, unpaid uh, salary and also some are undocumented but when we come as a freelance uh, uh, my sister really are suffering because the past six months they didn't work some of them they get paid less and they cannot afford for rent, they cannot afford for the foods and or any medication. And plus to that, um, the coronavirus uh, happened in Lebanon and uh, they are, we are not included in, in free tasting. Mm -hmm. So uh, this uh, few days, even today, I received some uh, case and she has the, half of the symptom, it has been four days, she had the symptom uh, of coronavirus, but she went to the Mustasfahari. She went to different organized uh, government hospital. She, they were returning her because she has no ID or passport, and she uh, checked a private um, hospital. Obviously, she was asked nine hundred dollars uh, to see her condition. This is really bad because uh, this is the five case we received. They went to check up and they returned without getting any service and. 
I don't know how the Lebanese government uh, thinking to control the situation without including undocumented uh, uh, or the people who has no ID and or passports. And this is really a great fear and uh, the women are feeling like hopeless and, and I'm horrified and as everybody else and I don't know what we do. This is um, between life and death and also once domestic worker know uh, knows like they have no way of testing and they don't afford to go to the private and what will happen they're going to stay and not not just they stay in one person in one house maybe there will be five uh, six domestic worker or uh, you know there is neighbors and how many people will be infected uh, because they didn't get uh, you know they cannot afford the tasting and they are not uh, they don't have any id and we're not included and it's really shame because this is uh, it's all over the world and everybody's offering it for free and should give priority this time shouldn't be mentioned uh, a paper should be mentioned id and i don't know what they are expecting us to do because it's a lockdown we cannot go uh, we cannot travel to ethiopia and test there and we cannot stay in lebanon and we have no access for testing or uh, for any treatment it's it's really we are really uh, horrified. Yeah. 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 I, I so far I haven't yet seen um, this being mentioned as much as it should be. Even for those who was really incredible, as you said, even for those who usually wouldn't care. Like uh, when it comes to a pandemic, uh, it affects everyone. It's incredible that there's still these distinctions. I'm horrified to hear that. Uh, there are uh, migrant domestic workers who try to go to the main hospital or then then if they get rejected over there you know go to private ones this this obviously even from a strictly public health perspective is obviously not the way to go about it uh, Banshee like you've been you've been very very uh, generous with your time is there anything that um, we haven't uh, had time to talk about that you feel that we should be talking about the contracts maybe a little i mean the system and and also a bit about um the ethiopian consulate maybe okay. so uh, yeah. when we have uh, the contracts uh, it said we can broke the contracts uh, if three things happen if we didn't uh, get paid like uh, um, continuously through three to four months mm -hmm. and when we uh, physical abuse and sexual abuse so when those women uh, face this kind of situation they run away from their house and many of them they have been accused um, and they steal gold or money or diamond or anything else in, in the house so and these things and now um, if you heard uh, Amn al -Am, uh, make a decision and still didn't uh, uh, plant it, but make a decision. The woman can travel by paying one year uh, penalty and ticket. But these things didn't include uh, those women who's been abused, who's been through a lot, and they run to save their life. And also they have to face a prison. And it's not included even this decision, and they have to uh, face a prison. And it's really, really um, not fair. And the... Uh, you know, when they investigate, sometimes we take a case, a woman who's unpaid and there is a um, complaint against her uh, as 
you know, she stole something. When it comes to this issue in general security, it's a dropped off because the sponsor dropped off and sometimes they didn't believe it's true. But there is no holding accountable uh, that sponsor by uh, accusing uh, false um, uh, the domestic worker. So I wish there is accountability because if they hold accountable one person, the second person will think twice before they accuse of um, another domestic worker. Workers. So these things I wish you included. Mm-hmm. And um, the consulate are the our Ethiopian the Ethiopian consulate are not taking responsibility for the uh, citizen, not helping at all, not answering their phone. Even in this time, uh, today I was really desperate because of the woman has septum and she has nowhere to get any service. They're, they're nowhere to answer. They are not even um, sending any message or providing any information in this desperate times. And, um, and maybe this is why uh, we facing like, we are uh, 77% of um, domestic worker uh, in Lebanon, mm-hmm. but they are not attending any important meeting uh, regarding the domestic workers, and they are not, uh, you know, responding. They are not helping, and I don't know what to say. Like um, my message is uh, for the Ethiopian embassy. We're not abused by just the Lebanese people. We are abused also by our own consulate. They are part of uh, the problem as a kafala system. I wish they involve more like Filipino uh, uh, cons- uh, consulate, embassy, take responsibility, be there for the uh, citizen and help and concern uh, about our problem. Yeah, I think that's a very good point to make as well. So on that note, uh, I would really like to thank you for your time. Thank you so much for you also. And uh, if those who are listening to this, where, where can they find your work? Uh, what are some websites maybe that can be useful for them? I'll include everything in the description in any case. Okay. We have uh, our, our website, inyalenya.org. Also, we have Twitter. And um, we, we are on in Instagram, inyalenya. And also on Facebook. Uh, we have uh, also we do time to time live show uh, calls in Abai Media it's based on United States uh, uh, media uh, in English uh, broadcasting. Uh, also we do Inyalenya uh, visited sometimes in Amharic and sometimes in Arabic also a live program. Anyone can see that uh, find us there. That's perfect. That's perfect. I will include that. I will absolutely include all of those in the in the description of the episode. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.